This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about pop rocks. Yes, I'm very excited for this one. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so weird. We do love these brand ones. And uh, oh, this one's great. Yes. Not currently a sponsor. Um, nope. Was there any particular reason pop rocks were on your mind? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that I like Googled like interesting brand stories or something mm-hmm. very pedestrian like that. And then I was like, ooh, yeah, pop rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was it. When you suggested it, I immediately was like, how have we not already done this? Right. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's a very fun one. I... I went through like a very brief Pop Rocks phase that was mostly about the novelty of them. Sure. Um, But they've never been my candy of choice. Uh, Not on your top five list? (laughs) Not at all. Not even close. (laughs) But I did did enjoy them and I liked the sensation. Um, And when I was researching this one, I did find so many fun experiments, like science experiments you could do with them. And that... I loved that kind of thing as a kid. I love it now. So I'm sad I didn't oh, yeah. find that when I was younger. Huh. <laughs> yeah, there's just just lot, lots you can do with them. Um, lots to kind of think about as you um, as you watch them work or experience them work. Uh, yeah, I, I also I, I have a pervasive fondness for them. I I can't say I remember what the flavor of them has ever been like. <laughs> 
But that sensation is, oh, so fun. So weird. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're a kid and you're like, ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this candy's exciting. <laughs> right? And you're like, I don't, like, like you're, you're, you're a child. You don't have that much experience with, like, soda pop. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. not with alcohol at that point. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so anything that creates such a, such a strong sensation in your mouth, you're just like, ooh. Yeah. That yeah. one again. <laughs> 29 packets later. No, 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 no. no, no probably no. not. Well, I am going to, I'm going to the store soon, Ooh. which is still kind of a big announcement for me. Um, yeah, I know, right? I know. And I'm going to see if I can get Pop Rocks there. I not. Huh. I don't think I'll actually buy them, but I'm just like, I don't even think I can get them at my local grocery store, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I have no idea. I have out. not looked for, for Pop Rocks at exactly. the checkout in a very long time. I feel like they're probably at Target. Yeah, I think at a bigger store. I go to a pretty small one. Yeah. But I bet at like a bigger where they have that like not just the checkout aisle, but that kind of candy. Yeah. Bigger checkout aisle. That's not the candy (laughs) aisle. It's separate than that. Uh, Some of you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That uh, that spontaneous purchase. uh, Yes. Area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I bet that I bet they hang out around there a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I'll report back. But in the meantime. I guess this brings us to our question. Uh Uh-huh. Pop rocks. What are they? Well, uh, pop rocks are a brand of hard candy that comes in small granules, like uh, wee pebbles or or gravel, um, that are flavored with fruit or whatever candy flavors and contain pockets of pressurized carbon dioxide gas. When the candy starts to melt in your mouth, those pockets lose structural integrity and audibly burst open. Um, but they're so small that it's a pretty gentle sensation, just like a like a popping tingle uh, with a with a fizzing sound, like you're like you're listening to a to a fresh glass of soda pop that's just been poured. Yeah, it's it's like eating a packet of of dry soda pop. It's mm-hmm. it's weird. Um, in right, like a like an unexpected. Even if you know what you're getting into, like an unexpected and delightful sort of way. Yeah. 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 It's hard to, at least in my experience, I'm sure there are people that would have a different experience than me, but even if you've had them, it's hard to prepare yourself for like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like every time it's just like, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> I, this is a very niche comparison um, or like, like, like uh, simile compared to a lot of my other ones, but, uh, but, <laughs> but I was trying to think of what it feels like in an emotional way. And mm-hmm. I was like, it feels like watching what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it's it's a little bit unexpected and weird, but like delightful. But like every time you're, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to do this. And then you're like, oh, heck, this is happening. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they should slap that on their marketing if they're smart. <laughs> Pop rocks, what we do in the shadows, get in touch. I mean, um, obvious. <laughs> Obvious cross-marketing opportunity. <laughs> oh, no, I want that so much. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, all right, all right. Um, the uh, the Pop Rocks brand does sell a bunch of flavors. Uh, currently, those are strawberry, watermelon, tropical punch, blue raz with two Zs, um, original cherry, they specify original, grape, green apple, cotton candy, and a sugar-free strawberry. Um, then... Extreme flavors, including sour apple and sour berry, 
Um, oh, and, and blue raspberry. Yeah. Um, also, a formulation that contains chewing gum. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's bubblegum flavored and it contains gum in the granules so that, like, you're once the candy melts, you're left with a mouthful of gum. <laughs> yes. Sorry to say it that way, like, so disappointed, but I feel. Yeah. I, I, that's just how I feel. Okay, <laughs> isn't it? Or at one time, wasn't it called like a incredi gum? That would be uh, a letdown. <laughs> oh heck! I oh the it had it had some kind of it has some kind of marketing term attached to it, and I'm not remembering. I didn't record it for this. But all right, yeah. uh, you you can you can look it up if you need to. Um, <laughs> they also do have some seasonal releases, including um, a formulation that's coated in milk chocolate. Um, a pumpkin patch orange flavor and a candy cane flavor. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. I have had the candy cane flavor probably the most recently because people like to experiment yeah. with that on like baked goods and in cocktails. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there have been other flavors over time and, and possibly availability differs in uh, Canada and Australia and the UK. Um, I saw... For those countries specifically, a uh, cola flavor and tutti frutti. I don't know. <laughs> Write in. Let us know. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> to make pop rocks, you um, and actually not you because you probably need a, a lab for this. Uh, but you, the royal you, uh, uh, basically heat sugar and water and whatever flavorings you're using until it all melts together and begins to boil. Um, you then cook this mixture to somewhere between. Uh, what's called the soft crack to the hard crack stage. Um, that's something around 280 Fahrenheit or 138 Celsius, meaning that you boil off enough of the water that when the mixture comes back to room temperature, it'll be a hard solid, uh, like a, like rock candy or like glass. Don't eat glass. Uh, I, I'm just saying it's also an amorphous solid, like rock candy. Good note. Good yeah. note. Yeah. Any... <laughs> <laughs> Glad to help. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so so you have your you have your uh, your sugar mixture, and then here is where it gets crazy. Hat to Ben Bolin, um, because before you let this sugar stuff cool back down to room temperature, you seal it in a chamber that also contains carbon dioxide gas, and then pressurize the chamber to like fifty times like normal Earth atmospheric pressure something like 600 pounds per square inch. Then you super cool the whole thing, hardening it into a, a mass and trapping carbon dioxide bubbles throughout the, the, the matrix of sugar that you've got going. When you open the chamber and release the pressure, uh, the mass will fracture into those wee pebbles of candy uh, with little pressurized gas pockets trapped inside. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh. Um, and you can do this because at normal earth temperature and pressure, dry sugar is hard. Uh, you've experienced this if you've ever crunched on a grit of granulated sugar, maybe like on the top of a muffin, or if you've ever eaten a lollipop or other hard candy, or if you've um, cracked the crust on a creme brulee. Uh, sugar... Hard sugar, hard dry sugar, has the structural integrity to hold little pockets of pressurized gas. But the thing about sugar, and this is a thing that I love as a, as a kitchen human, sugar is very soluble in water. Uh, makes for easy cleanup because it just melts away. But in terms of pop rocks, what that means is that this hard substance 
comes into contact with the moisture in your saliva or or any other liquid for that matter, um, and it'll pretty quickly dissolve, opening the, the the little pockets of pressurized gas. They expand quickly in the normal earth pressure of your mouth, um, shattering the thinned walls of the candy pockets, creating the popping sensation on your tongue. Yep. So cool. So weird. <laughs> this is technically called in the patents um, gasified candy. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Which is just not not a marketing term. No. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but that's I strongly suspect not the only thing that's happening when you eat Pop Rocks. And okay, we're going to go back to some of the stuff that we talked about way back when in our carbonated beverage um, uh, soda fountain episode, because we're going to talk about carbon dioxide, because it does a couple of really interesting things in our mouths. Um, first of all, our tongues have cells that contain this enzyme that, that, that catalyzes the hydration of carbon dioxide. So all that means for our purposes today is that when we drink soda or eat Pop rocks. Our mouths are our beakers in which a chemical reaction is happening. Um, and the end result of that reaction is that some free protons are released and they trigger some of our sour sensitive taste buds. Oh. Carbon carbon dioxide <laughs> tastes sour to us oh. a little bit. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, in a roundabout way. It doesn't itself taste sour, but it creates a sour taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind cool. of that, like watering. Yeah, like, almost. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, research out of the University of Southern California has indicated that carbon dioxide bubbles trigger um, specialized pain-related nerve cells in our nasal cavity. Um, the same ones that register the burn of like horseradish and mustard. Yeah. So so that's why if you're drinking a soda, you get like just a little bit, like a little bit of like a burning sensation, but not, it's not like bad burning. It's just, it's just tingly. Yeah. I think we talked about that in our Moscow Mule episode two oh, about like the burning totally. of the ginger and then the soda yeah. and then the alcohol and it creates kind of that like, yeah, stinging yeah. kind of sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I didn't read about that specifically as it refers to pop rocks, but I assume that a bubble of carbon dioxide is a bubble of carbon dioxide one way or another, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I think that's also happening here. Um, I, chemists, uh, yes. write in. I, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Uh, um, although Pop Rocks was the first brand of this type of popping candy to market, um, there are competitors like Aftershocks. Um, <laughs> and uh, and there's some other fizzing candies that don't use compressed carbon dioxide, but rather um, a combination of sodium bicarbonate and an acid that will combine in your mouth to create carbon dioxide bubbles. Yeah, a little bit different, but still cool. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Annie, because of the kind of like interactive element you've got going here, pop rocks, pop rocks are considered a uh, a novelty candy. Yeah, which I don't feel like I have a firm grasp on what that means. Like I have a vague understanding, <laughs> but I, I assume it means like, yeah, I can't get it. 
with like the basic candy lineup. I have to kind of go out of my way to find Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think it, it it's just kind of like like niche, nichely mm-hmm. marketed, um, kind of specifically to kids and or adults who are nostalgic um, and or like thrill seekers. <laughs> Ooh. Heavy scare quotes there. Yes, gotta yeah. get my Pop Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Um uh the company. Uh th- this brand is currently owned by a holding company called uh, Zeta Especial out of Spain. Um but the brand itself is based in Atlanta, uh where we are based. Like they were our neighbors when our offices were in Buckhead and we never knew. What? Yeah. Why didn't we we could have gotten some samples. <laughs> oh my goodness, we could have. Uh, um, they do license the candy to uh, manufacturers of baked goods and chocolates and ice cream products and even yogurts and like breakfast cereals. Um, and although these are not food products, they also license out to makers of cosmetics like uh, bath salts or bath bombs um, and pharmaceuticals like kids vitamin supplements. Interesting. Right? <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what about the nutrition? Uh, they're mostly sugar. Sugar is a treat. Treats are nice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say a single packet is only like a third to a half of an ounce of candy, which is not a whole lot of sugar in mm-hmm. one go. So so that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Also, they are n- of no danger to you at all. We're going to get into that pretty extensively in yeah. the outline, but they're not going to make your stomach explode at no. all. Uh, they might make you belch. Mm-hmm. The, the same amount of belch that you would get from like half a can of soda or less. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're going to, we have a lot to say about that because <laughs> people have long had a lot to say about that. Goodness, <laughs> they have. Fascinating. Yes. It, oh, gosh, it is. Um, but before we do that, we do have a couple numbers for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, according to the brand, uh, 99% of Americans recognize Pop Rocks. Uh, their creator, uh, William Mitchell, held over 70 food-related patents. And apparently in 2019, um, I I was looking for a world record, as I usually do. Um, I didn't quite find one, but uh, in 2019, competitive eater Matt Stoney uh, tried to eat like a bowl full of of Pop Rocks, like like 350 packets worth of Pop Rocks. Mm. Uh, But he only got like a third of the way through. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like you said, it's not like there's a lot of them, but that sensation is so... It's very bracing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine. Oh, and I used to be somebody, I was that kid who was like, how many warheads can I put in my mouth? Oh, geez. Yeah, but I don't think no. I ever tried anything like that with Bob Rocks. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, but there is a history... Of some rumors of people trying things with Pop Rocks. And we also have some more numbers in our history section. We do. We do. And uh, we are going to get into all of that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. 
Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Okay, so the invention of pop rocks is a thing of candy lore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People like talking about it. It is really fun. Um, And it starts with food chemist, uh, then at General Foods, as previously mentioned by Lauren, uh, named William Mitchell. And just a little bit about 
him because he seems like a fascinating guy. So uh, Mitchell was born in 1911 in Minnesota, paid his way through his chemistry degree with farm work, and then proceeded to get a job at the Agricultural Experiment Station in Lincoln, Nebraska, which proceeded to have some kind of lab explosion that left him with second and third degree burns over most of his body. Wow. Yeah. Uh, At any rate, though, uh, he, seemingly undaunted by this, was hired by General Foods in 1941 and would work with them for over 30 years through, like, World War II and the space race, developing products like a, like a tapioca substitute during World War II for, um, for, for uh, wartime-related foods, um, also tang, plus stuff like Cool Whip, powdered egg whites, and quick-set jello. Yeah. He was up to a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've mentioned him before. Uh, well, when it comes to Pop Rocks, Mitchell was experimenting with some ingredients in an attempt to create an instant soft drink in 1956. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere around there. That's the date most people use. Um, the goal was to create a powder that could be mixed with water to instantly create a tasty carbonated beverage. So basically, like, carbonated Kool-Aid. Um mm-hmm. As part of these experiments, he put some sugar flavoring in his mouth and mixed it with this carbonated powder. And to his surprise, the combo formed these sweet chunks, like small sweet chunks, that, quote, exploded and sizzled on his tongue as small pops of carbonation were released thanks to the moisture and heat of the saliva. Um, and so he was so excited about this. He invited all kinds <laughs> of people to try it. He's like, oh, look what I've discovered. Um, and they made a game out of who could swallow the biggest chunk. <laughs> Um, And he knew he was on to something. So he filed a patent that same year and started refining the recipe, coming up with a carbonated nugget candy composed of sugar, corn syrup, lactose, and a fruity flavoring that popped and sizzled when eaten. Um, However, I did see other sources that made it sound like he kind of forgot about it. (laughs) Like he did this and then kind of forgot about it other than making it as sort of a wacky gift. For huh. friends and family. Okay. <laughs> and another chemist, food chemist, found the recipe several years later and revived it. Um, it but a lot of things I read said uh, that Mitchell did, like, make it and hand it out at, like, parties and stuff. Huh. So that's, that's fun. Heck um, yeah. Yeah, but the company was at a loss with what to do with this product. <laughs> <laughs> and decades passed before they sold it. And that only happened after a small subsidiary in Canada sold them as a novelty product. And based on some sources I read, it was after some of the people who worked at that subsidiary had tried Mitchell's kind of like holiday candy. We're like, wait a minute, why aren't we selling this? Yeah, this is brilliant. People would pay for this. Let's go. Yes. So Pop Rocks debuted to the public in 1974 or 75 or 76. The date varies. I think it depends on where exactly we're talking about because it was pretty regional. Um, okay, sure, yeah. Early on. And it came in cherry, grape, and orange originally. And as company legend has it, a group of grade schoolers voted on the name. I feel like we've heard that story a lot uh-huh. as well. Uh, but Pop Rocks was the overwhelming winner. Uh, 500 million packets were sold over an 18-month period. And the company raked in about $100 million which is over $500 million in today's money in profits in that first year, despite Ooh. a whole bunch of stuff working against them that we're going to get into. <laughs> Ooh, hoofda. Yeah, so they, they were doing well, but 
production of this candy did prove to be a challenge, and it impacted the amount that they can make. Um, workers had to wear suits to protect themselves from scalding. Oh, yeah. Sugar um, is no joke. No. I'm afraid of it. Me too. I'm afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Healthy fear. Mm-hmm. Then the product had to be crushed. Allegedly, this led to at least one employee losing a finger. Oh, no. I know. Um, there's also a couple of stories about a shipment or multiple shipments of Pop Rocks blowing the door off trucks because the truck's heat turned on and, like, set them off, I guess. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then there's this whole thing. They were originally sold for 15 to 25 cents a packet. Um, but this regional popularity led to a markup as high as $1 for a packet. And some of that was from kids who would buy it all up and sell it to their friends. <laughs> um, but some of it was from legit candy smuggling from, like, truckers or other employees. Huh. Um, here's a quote from the New York Times from 1978. One day last month, when Justin Prisendorf was still nine years old, someone came up to him at the exclusive collegiate school and gave him a free sample of some pink granules. The next time Justin wanted some of the granules, he had to pay. The price was a dollar. More than a month had passed. Justin is 10 years old now. These days, he is popping regularly. Each week, he buys a couple of envelopes of a substance whose price tag on the streets figures out to $80 a kilo. In some places, according to word reaching the manufacturers, it commands $200 a kilo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, 1978. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes, I know. And I Mitchell, uh. like, commented on this, and he was so frustrated. He was like, if you're buying it for more than 15 cents, you're being rough. He was just, like, not happy about this whole situation. Um, and, yes, the company also had to grapple with public perception. Um, though the product was extensively tested for safety, it still made parents nervous to the point that the FDA set up a hotline in Seattle to field these concerns. Like, the whole mm -hmm. hotline was just them, like, Pop Rocks yeah. are safe. So yeah. like it's um, totally chill, y'all. And no, yeah, <laughs> a whole hotline. Mm -hmm. But this didn't assuage everyone, and kids started sharing horrific, almost certainly made up <laughs> stories of eating pop rocks gone wrong. Um, and it's funny reading about this where they're like, you know, kids just like to at that age, they just like to tell these stories. Like, yeah. Uh, and pop rocks was pretty new. It was a it was a novelty. It was a new candy. And so these stories just started spreading. And soon after Pop Rocks had uh, debuted, an urban legend started spreading that little Mikey, who was the kid from the Life cereal commercials, uh -huh. um, died after consuming a combination of Pop Rocks and Coca-Cola. And the resulting carbonation from the two products in his stomach exploded his stomach. <laughs> Yeah, this this is not again. This is not going to happen. It's flatly yeah. not going to happen. Um, no pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> there, you 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 can in fact do an experiment at home if you would like to. Where if you if you just take like a like a like a balloon, like a balloon mm -hmm. that you would blow up, put a packet of pop rocks in there, seal the uh the edges of the balloon to a soda pop bottle, and then mm -hmm. just dump the pop rocks into the soda pop and watch whether or not the balloon inflates and explodes. Mm -hmm. It will inflate shockingly little. <laughs> <laughs>
it's it's at the end of the day quite a boring experiment. Um, <laughs> but it really demonstrates how little gas is put off by this kind of thing. So yes. Yeah. Yes, but people believed it. Like this yeah. took hold of our like national psyche. Like collective imaginations, absolutely. Yes. By as early as 1979, General Foods was trying to combat this rumor of little Mikey or an equally anonymous child um okay. exploding. Cuz little Mikey like no one really knew who he was. Like sure. everyone knew who he was, but they didn't like know his name or anything about right. him. Right. It was just the random actor who was right. in this random commercial. Mikey likes it. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Or yeah, another kid that's like a friend of a friend or sure. like you can't verify the details. Yeah. Um dying uh, because of Pop Rocks and usually in combination with something else like Coca-Cola. Um and General Foods obviously this is not a great rumor to have about a product. No. But their profits, one of the reasons they were so concerned about this was their profits fell by 24% on the final quarter of that same year when this rumor, by the time they were like, oh gosh, we've got to do something about this rumor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And they tried all kinds of things, including sending the creator to explain the science of the product across the country. And he would assure folks that it only produced, I saw a ha less than a half or a tenth of the amount of gas as a can of soda. So mm -hmm. like half or less. But I also saw a tenth. I think he kind of changed his, okay. the number he was giving. But less yeah. than half for sure. Sure, yeah. And perhaps yeah. way less than half. Right. Um, and as you said, like he was like, it, at most it'll make you burp. But you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, the company also took out full-page ads in 45 major publications. Oh, wow. And sent 50,000 letters to principals all over the U.S. Like school this. principals. Yeah. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. don't worry, y'all. The Pop Rocks are not going to kill anyone. Yes. And on top of that, it didn't help because, as you kind of alluded to with this sort of like New York Times 1978 article <laughs> that's making it sound like Pop Rocks are drugs, well, General Foods launched a spinoff product in the 70s called Space Dust, which was basically Pop Rocks in powdered form. Mm -hmm. And it was ill-timed um, and ill-named due yeah. to the rise of powdered drugs and parents' fears around that. Um, so the company changed the name to Cosmic Candy, but it was soon, it was too late. It was soon yeah. discontinued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, by the end of the 70s, tons of Pop Rocks had been destroyed. Like 300 million pouches, sometimes literally buried in the ground. Because the guy who's like been really outspoken about this said, we didn't want kids finding it. Wow. Like, so they were just what? like... Bearing it so you didn't get to it. Right. I know. Heck. I know. And then to add further fuel to this rumor that Pop Rocks were dangerous in some way, um, they were taken off the shelf in 1983, which confirmed the truth, in heavy quotes, of this legend hmm. in the minds of many. Like they were like, ah, see, they took it off the shelves. It must be true. It is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kraft Foods purchased Pop Rocks in 1985 and started selling them under the new name Action Candy. <laughs> that, I believe they also sold through a company called Carbonated Candy Ventures. Kind of like okay. to add a step of separation. Sure. Um, likely in part to leave behind this gruesome story huh. uh, if they could, which, yes, as you said, it is of course not true, but it is so persistent. Yeah. Like, 
It's like clockwork. About once a decade, some version of this story resurfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've heard it. And then in 2001, a couple sued Baskin and Robbins, and they were claiming that their five-year-old daughter was hospitalized after consuming Pop Rocks in the company's Shrek Swirl flavor ice cream. And then there was a related story over a rumored lawsuit around Mentos and Coke that circulated in 2006. Both are not true, by the way. But again, it's like those kind of vague details. Like, did you hear about, like, you don't know anything other than the kind of headline bit and no details. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, my cousin's teacher said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I found this really interesting. John Gilchrist Uh, or perhaps it's Gilchrist, the kid who played Little Mikey, Uh has indeed commented (laughs) on all of this. Um, (laughs) So here's the quote from a 2012 Newsday story about him. Yes, John Gilchrist enjoys life cereal and keeps it in his home. No, he does not get a free lifetime supply. No, he was not a particularly picky eater as a child. Yes, he really is the guy who played one on TV. Oh, and one more thing. He is most certainly not dead. (laughs) The folklore is that I ate Pop Rocks, the exploding candies, and I drank a soda, and my stomach blew up, he said, recalling a long-ago urban legend. One day in the late 1970s, his mother summoned him from a playground baseball game to tell him she had received a call from a concerned friend who said, through tears, I'm so sorry to hear about your son. Replied Mrs. Gilchrist, he just came home from school. (laughs) (laughs) How surreal. I know. That a friend could think. Yeah, heard this rumor and be like, oh, be like, oh no, Mrs. Wow. Gilchrist. Mm-hmm. Oh heck, <laughs> um, the the Pop Rocks official company website or brand website does address this as well uh, in their in their FAQ section. Um, quote: The actor who played Little Mikey lives today in a completely unexploded form in New York. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, as mentioned, this really, this rumor legend sticks around. Uh-huh. Um, so this whole thing was mentioned in the 1998 movie Urban Legends, when a woman refuses to eat Pop Rocks and Coke when offered because she knows it kills people, including that, quote, kid in the commercial. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So thanks, Snopes, for this whole breakdown. It was very, very helpful. Um. But also, like, there are some things that I just remembered in relation to all of this. For one, Mythbusters even tested this whole thing, along with Mentos, Mentos and Coke and Pop Rocks and Coke, and found it, of course, to be false. Yeah, and that was in their first episode. Like, that's how pervasive this myth is. Mm -hmm. There's a Green Day song called Pop Rocks and Coke. And I found this whole thing to be a really fascinating study in how urban legends work. Like, I was reading kind of the science yeah. Of how this happened and how so many people believed it. It's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> oh, it's super fascinating. Um, uh, and it appears in the Urban Legends related episode of Supernatural. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Listeners, if there are cultural instances we are forgetting, let us know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Urban Legends. I'll, right. I, I went on a whole Candyman streak recently and Ooh. really oh really interesting anyway yeah is it if you say oh if you say candy man do you have to be looking in a mirror yeah you have to say it into a mirror okay. five times okay i'm just making sure I'm, I'm looking out i don't want anything to happen to you or me so. oh thanks yeah 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 mm-hmm. oh i wonder if a video camera counts that i just had this conversation about bloody mary <laughs> these are important questions <laughs> 
Because <laughs> if so, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, heck. Oh, well, I guess I'll ponder that later. But if any listener, you have insight on this. Yeah, I, I have not watched all of the uh, uh, Candyman films, so I I don't I don't know mm. what and, and how many are we up to now? Let's okay, all right. A let's, lot. let's 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 yeah, back you, off of it. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> step back, Lauren. Step back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, in more recent years, when it comes to Pop Rocks, I, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, and alongside the cocktail renaissance here in the United States, Pop Rocks have become a pretty popular cocktail ingredient. Um, they've been showing up in foods, too, as mentioned at the top. In 2014, Food Republic listed 30 restaurants using Pop Rocks on their menus, including previously mentioned Atlanta restaurant Poor Calvin's. Um, huh. Yeah, and we're talking things like sushi with Pop Rocks, foie gras, lobster tail. Oh, yeah. All kinds of things. Because, I mean, a lot of it was baked goods, but there were there were sa- plenty of savory things on there, too. Sure. As a little pop of, uh, um, a little, <laughs> little pop of acid, I guess, probably. Mm-hmm. As long as you can balance that sweetness with something. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> okay, we this could be a whole episode, but I'm just going to condense it because... Uh, it's a whole other episode. But and in 2011, two huh. chefs in New York were involved in a lawsuit about the use of, quote, unique food combinations and unusual ingredients. And the big ingredient in question was Pop Rocks. Huh. Um, one of the chefs claimed he'd been using them for years, including in his 2009 appearance on The Next Iron Chef. Huh. Yeah. Um, right. And is it a modern-day aphrodisiac? What? What? Modern day aphrodisiac. I know, Lauren. <laughs> Molecular gastronomist Heston Blumenthal kind of thinks so. Um, he set out to prove so in his 2015 show Heston's Recipes for Romance. Or at the very least, he was trying to prove that the sound of popping candy was seductive and that the results he got, you know, seemed to people find the sound pleasing. That was what I basically took away okay, from Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Like, I was... I like read that and kind of like marinated on it for a minute, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think like it kind of reminds me of some of the scenes in um in the film Tampopo, um if y'all have ever seen that one, that kind of ties just like the sensuality of food together, and and I and I you know like whether it's sexy or not is I mean up to you. Uh, again, <laughs> I hands up defensively backing away. I mm-hmm. would I wouldn't I wouldn't dare tell you <laughs> how to mm-hmm. feel about it. But um but but it is a sensation and yeah. it's a interesting one at that. So yeah. Yeah, agreed. It was it was interesting. I'd recommend looking it up if you're curious, because it was the reasoning given for it, I thought it made sense to be. Again, yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know if I would say that's like sexy or sensual. But I get I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. And then we got to end on this. Um, <laughs> pop rocks, or more accurately, popping crystals, mm-hmm. um, were an ingredient in Taco Bell's 2017 menu item, the Firecracker Burrito, offered in popping cheesy and popping spicy. <laughs> However, oh. it never made it out of the testing phase and was quickly retired. Um, also, apparently, oh gosh, we got to talk about this too someday. But apparently Taco Bell is kind of, hmm, I don't want to say vague. They don't always, they're not always super clear about what their ingredients are. Oh. Hmm. Like, I think they have the proper, you know, nutrition, allergen 
information, but everybody was like, these, these are pop rocks, aren't they? And they'd just be like, no. And well, they're we like, we say. do not know what you are talking about. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but people were trying to figure out, like, what's oh, in yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> there, there are still some patents. Like, there are a number of, um, oh, what was what was the term? Gasified candies. Uh, mm. Patents for gasified candies out there. and And some of them are are up some of them are you know ah. uh, so so you can use a similar process depending i mean check the patents if you happen <laughs> to have the equipment to do this uh don't get in trouble on my account but yeah no. um <laughs> i check the patents <laughs> i cannot get over how much i do not want to eat something called pop and cheesy <laughs> <laughs> to be honest it gives me i feel a little threatened by the name and i'm not sure why <laughs> Kind of makes me want to like hunch in on myself and back up. I'm not sure. So I get it. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah. It it feels like a character from like a 90s sitcom yes. who's mm-hmm. going to show up like like Steve Buscemi with a skateboard being all yeah. like, hello, fellow kids. Mm-hmm. And something's immediately off. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. I can't trust Popping Cheesy. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's another character for our, <laughs> our long-awaited radio series. Oh, dear. Oh, we need dear. to ask Super Producer Dylan, who is a notable Taco Bell aficionado, what his thoughts are on on this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, if any of y'all have strong opinions about it, please, please let us know. Yes. Yes. And if any of you happen to have a lab or be in any way... Uh, connected to the Pop Rocks universe. <laughs> Let us know that as well. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Oh, my goodness. Well, in the meantime, I think that's what we have to say about Pop Rocks for now. It is. Uh, we do have some listener mail for you, though, and we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listeners now. <laughs> I see. I knew that one was going to be tricky, and also I could sense your very rightful feeling that this one was going to be a little rocky. Yeah, Pops there rocky. there was some trepidation going into yeah. that one. Well, um, we all knew Pop Rocks was going to be, <laughs> who knows where it could go, but all of it was going to be a bit of a, a challenge and a risk. <laughs> a little well, frightening. <laughs> there you go. That's that's just okay. That's I mm-hmm. I think we did something, as did, per we, the usual. Oh, yes. We did something. Yeah. We did something. Now, for a segue, I'm very excited to use. <laughs> Speaking of aphrodisiacs, Julia wrote... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I saw this in one of my friend's books of folk magic, and I need you to witness this iconic spell. Sexual prowess potion to chickpeas to enhance male sexual prowess. One, soak chickpeas in water. They will swell. Two, when they are completely soft and swollen, strain out the chickpeas and drink the water. This allegedly makes a man so virile, he can deflower 72 virgin cows in one night. <laughs> Julia continues, the wording of it is so funny. And in case you're ever looking for a use for some leftover aquafaba, look no further. <laughs> wow. It was fun. Julia sent a, a scan huh. of the page and uh, it was pretty good. I could see some of the other recipes in there. I liked the font. I liked the whole situation. All right. But yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> oh, Two aphrodisiac mentions in the Pop Rocks episode. Who not, knew? Not what I was looking looking for. You never know. You never know where it's going to take you. That's okay. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
Thank you. That's very strange. Yes. Oh, heck. Um, Ariel wrote, I always look forward to a new episode of Savor and the lively conversations you have about so many different food topics. As I know you want to make sure you're pronouncing things correctly, I wanted to pass on the correct pronunciation for Oregon. Uh, they continue, uh, in your most recent episode on Masala Chai, you noted the brand Oregon Chai, which is delicious, but pronounced it Oregon. The correct pronunciation is Oregon. Wanted to pass that on in case you ever decide to make an episode about one of the state's many foods, uh, including marionberries, gooey duck, or hazelnuts, and didn't want an army of Oregonians blowing up your inbox. We can be a little touchy about it. Smiley face. <laughs> well, thanks for looking out. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> yes. Oh, and now I'm paranoid that I didn't say or, or, or go did, oh, I don't know. Oregonians? <laughs> what did I just say? I don't, I'm not always listening to myself. Oh, heck. Uh, well. <laughs> it's going to be okay, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> um, I, I. I hope I haven't offended anybody. Yes. Um, uh, working working on it every day. Always always feel free to send in corrections. Yes, yes. And all those topics sound great. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I also did Google how to pronounce gooey duck just to make sure I had it right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have never heard of, so I'm very, Ooh, very oh, man. interested. You are way more interested than you even know. They are bizarre. Ooh. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, cool. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, and as always, exciting to hear from you listeners. Thanks to both of these listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpot.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. 
Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.